actually a great leader comes from being a great listener. There are plenty of great speakers in the world, but that doesn't make them great leaders. It's a bonus, yes, but it isn't everything. A great leader is also a great learner, a great follower, which in turn requires being a great listener. So notice how being in the position of a leader actually requires you to be in a position where you are a learner, where you are a follower, and where you are a listener. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so much for listening. I've got to show love for everyone that tunes in every single week to get your weekly dose of personal development, your weekly dose of self-growth. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so, so much. If you feel like you learn something new every week, if you appreciate the content, if you love the type of topics and insights that I share, then please, 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 hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. It actually helps us a lot more than what you know. And honestly, it would mean a lot to me. I have been reflecting a lot on what I believe makes a great leader. And I want to actually dive a bit deeper on that because when I say leader, the first thing that probably comes up to your mind is someone who is the leader amongst a group or someone who is a leader amongst a team, or even someone who is just leading a group of people. Now, whilst the definition of a leader certainly applies to those use cases, I also want to point out that being a leader could just mean leading your own life, right? And I bet none of us think of it that way. Like, you are a leader in your own life. Every single day, you are leading your life, and you don't even realize it. So, as I'm talking about what makes a great leader, throughout this episode, I don't just want you to think about the context of managing and leading themes or groups. I also want to really dive deep into what it means for you in your life, because I feel like everything I'm about to share in this episode is applicable to both ends of the spectrum. Now, what makes a great leader? Unlike popular opinions, being an extrovert is not one of them. In fact, some of the best leaders in the world are introverts. And I never quite understood this misconception that extroverts are leaders and introverts aren't. It's just completely wrong. Not to mention that most people don't even realize that actually you are both. We're all both. I'm both. I'm both an extrovert and an introvert. There are situations where I'm extroverted and situations where I'm introverted. We're all percentages. We're never just fully one or the other. We're always a bit of both. It's never binary. It's always a, a spectrum. Another thought that crossed my mind when I was thinking about the skills you need to be a great leader is this misconception around being a great speaker. I don't believe that being a great speaker is a must-have skill in order to be able to lead. I simply disagree with that. Don't get me wrong, I, I do believe that being a great speaker is a great skill to have, but it's not the skill that makes or breaks what a leader is or isn't. The one who talks the most doesn't necessarily speak the most. Let me say that again. 
the one who talks the most doesn't necessarily speak the most. There is a difference between talking and speaking. There are a lot of people out there who talk everything but speak absolutely nothing. So surely that must say something, right? Before I jump into the five skills, I want to highlight something. The beauty of a skill is the fact that it can always be acquired. It can always be further developed. It can always be nurtured, meaning you can always learn a skill. It's never out of reach. It's always within your reach. So that makes it accessible to everyone and not exclusive to some. So when I talk about the five skills in just a moment and you hear them and you think to yourself, I don't have that or I don't have enough of that. Don't stress. Don't worry. And don't panic because skills can always be learned and developed. Now let's talk about the five skills you need to be a great leader, in my opinion, of course. Number one, active listening. People assume that a great leader is one who is a great speaker, but actually a great leader comes from being a great listener. There are plenty of great speakers in the world, but that doesn't make them great leaders. It's a bonus, yes, but it isn't everything. A great leader is also a great learner, a great follower, which in turn requires being a great listener. So notice how being in the position of a leader actually requires you to be in a position where you are a learner, where you are a follower, and where you are a listener. It seems like it's opposite ends of a spectrum, but it isn't. It's complementary ends of a spectrum. Being a great leader requires you being a great listener. It requires you being a great learner. It requires you being a great follower because those skills are ultimately going to shape you into a better leader. Number two, emotional intelligence. I'm not a fan of the term control your emotions. Because for me, controlling your emotions implies ignoring your emotions, avoiding your emotions, and suppressing your emotions. But for me, the real emotional intelligence comes from understanding your emotions, managing your emotions, and navigating your emotions. That is where the key lies in within emotional intelligence. Number three, impact-driven. A very common question that gets asked a lot is, are you people-driven or are you results-driven? This is a binary question which deserves a non-binary answer, truly. Why can't we be both? Why can't we care about looking after our people whilst caring about delivering great results? That's where being impact-driven comes in. So whenever someone asks me, are you people-driven, Eric, or are you results-driven? For me, I'm both. I'm, I'm impact-driven. That's where being impact-driven comes in, because impact-driven means you care about people's well-being as well as successful results. And unlike popular opinion, you can be both. Again, it's all about percentages. We might be one more than the other, but I think the overall takeaway for me is if I focus on impact, I can impact both the people and the deliverables. That's just how I see it and that's how I've always looked at it. Number four, 
problem solving. As a leader, you will probably be in situations that contain high pressure, high stress, and fast-paced environments. These environments will naturally force you into corners you may have not been before. And it's in those times that you get to put your problem-solving ability to the test. Good problem-solving comes from critical thinking. It comes from creativity and innovation, which are essential to any difficult situation. But it also comes from decision-making. And actually, I want to spend a bit more time talking about this because decision-making is not something that I see many people talk about in today's day. And I, I want to give a bit of light into it. So back when Obama was the president of the United States, someone asked him a really good question and I want to share with you guys. Someone asked him, um, Obama, like you, you make these super difficult, high stress, high pressure decisions. Um, how do you cope with it? Right? How do you make a decision when it's incredibly complex? It is lacking the time. So you don't have enough time to make a decision that feels accurate. And you may not always have the data. Because you have to remember that as the President of the United States, if something lands on your desk that requires a decision, that means that no one below you as a president is able to make that call. Which means that as a president, you will get the most difficult decisions to make because no one else downstream was able to handle it. And a lot of the time, there is no time to make those decisions with enough information. There is not enough information. So how can you make decisions that have 100% certainty? And Obama said, I never wait to be 100% certain. I always wait until I can be 51% certain. And then I make that decision. And, and when, I, when I heard this, that stuck with me, you know, because I was like, okay, so this is very interesting. Obama never waited to be 100% certain on something because he knew that waiting to be 100% certain for something would have meant that the consequences would have been bigger because there wouldn't be enough time. Like, it would have been too late. If he had chosen to wait to be 100% certain on decisions that he had to make, it would have been too late every single time. So he doesn't wait for 100%, he waits for 51%. And as soon as he's got 51%, he makes that decision which means that he's making this decision not with all the data that he wants to have, but with the data that he has available to him. And he's making the most out of it. And 51% seems like a gamble. But in reality, I think that's how all decisions should be made. As soon as you have 51% certainty, you should just be going for it. Because waiting for 100% might mean that it will be too late. So I think this is a good takeaway in terms of decision making, which again is a big part of problem solving in my opinion, because you have to make decisions and making difficult decisions isn't easy, but it becomes easier when you get rid of this perfectionist complex of I need 100% certainty to make a decision. If only life was like that, life will never give you the chance to be 100% certain on everything. In fact, when I look back at my own life personally, and I would love to share and talk more about certain events of my life at Lent, uh, maybe in a, in a different podcast episode. But when I think about the best decisions I've made in my life, 
none of them actually came from being certain. In fact, the best decisions in my life were made when I had the most level of uncertainty. The highest levels of uncertainty were the times where I made the best decisions. Now, of course, I'm able to say this in hindsight because at the time when I'm making those decisions and it's very uncertain, I'm not necessarily thinking I'm making the best decision. I might be thinking I'm making the decision that I believe is the best, but I'm never certain about it, especially in circumstances where everything seems like it's against me or the odds are against me. It's only in hindsight I realize it was the best decision. And when I connect the dots, I can actually look at all the best decisions I've made in my life and all of them were made when I was super uncertain. They were never made when I was certain. So I think that just goes to say that making decisions when you're uncertain isn't actually a bad shout. And making decisions when you only have 51% certainty isn't a bad shout either. In fact, that might just be enough to get you started. And a lot of times... That's all you need. A lot of times you just need to get started because a lot of people feel like they have to have everything figured out in order for them to start. But actually, you need to start in order to figure it all out. Right? That's how it goes. Number five, understanding. This is the last, but most definitely not the least. Understanding. I believe this is the most important skill of all. To be able to understand. Understanding with empathy and compassion is what makes true understanding powerful and empowering at the same time. The ability to see and feel things from your perspective, but more importantly, to see and feel things from the other person's perspective, is perhaps the greatest skill of all. Because being a great leader means to lead with full understanding of everyone whom you lead. And in order to be good at understanding, you must be good at listening. So let me talk to you about the five levels of listening, just to give you a better understanding of what is involved with listening. Level one, ignoring. At this level, what happens is they are talking to you and you haven't heard a single word of what they said because your mind was completely wandering around somewhere else or your attention was everywhere but on the conversation. Hence, it's called um, ignoring. Now, I don't know about you, but there's definitely been a lot of times in the past where this was the level of listening that I displayed towards someone else. Now, it wasn't on purpose, but it just happened, right? And that's the level I, I've definitely experienced uh, being uh, with other people. And I've also experienced other people being on that level with me when I'm talking. So it's, it's both ways that's happened. Um, but let's, let's carry on exploring the levels. Level two, pretending. At this level, what happens is you start off by listening, but it sparks your thinking about something else and you miss what they say next, which in turn means that you then have to pretend to listen by nodding your head or giving very short replies to what was said. And this is interesting because I've definitely experienced being on this side too, where I, I sort of like, I was listening at the beginning, but then like I kind of lost track because um, it sparked my thinking. And 
and then when they finish talking i'm just like oh yeah yeah oh no i i hear you yeah and i'm just like nodding my head and giving these very quick replies when i didn't really hear what was said i'm just pretending level three selective at this level what happens is you are fully engaged in the conversation but you are waiting for a gap for a pause so that you can jump in with your own comments or questions so even though you're listening you're not actually listening to understand you're listening to reply which is actually very frustrating i don't know about you but i know that being on the side of the conversation where you're talking and you can tell that the other person was just waiting for you to finish so they can talk is rather frustrating sometimes to be honest because a lot of the times you want to be heard and when you see someone waiting for you to finish so they can reply that's never going to make you feel heard if anything that's always going to make you feel unheard level 4 interpretive at this level what happens is you are listening to it all but you are interpreting it into what it means in your world you're fully listening but you're listening with a focus on only understanding what it means in your world view in your perspective and in your opinion so level 4 isn't actually a bad level to be at right because you are fully listening but the interpretation you're making is only on what it means from your perspective So it's better than the other levels but it's still not quite there. And then you have level 5, active. At this level, what happens is you are listening without applying the filter of your own experience, judgment, values and needs. You are fully trying to understand what it means in their world, in their view, in their perspective. in their opinion right you are putting yourself in their shoes and you are listening and understanding and viewing and feeling everything they're saying from their perspective you are physically mentally and emotionally putting yourself in their shoes to fully understand what they're saying you're fully listening with a level of understanding that involves and requires empathy and compassion because that's what empathy and compassion are all about It's about putting yourself in their shoes and really feeling and understanding what they're saying from their perspective, from what it feels to be like in their shoes. And that active listening level is the level you want to aim to be as much as you can to develop and grow your understanding muscle even more. If you look at understanding as a muscle, it's something that can be trained. It can be trained via empathy, it can be trained via compassion. but it's something that can be trained and i i truly believe that out of all the skills the five i mentioned understanding is the one that maybe allows you to move forward the most because when you understand the world or you understand yourself or you understand others around you it allows you to gain a perspective on things that is different from when you don't understand at all You know? How many times have you heard someone say like, "Oh, you just don't understand me?" Right? And and that can be a very like demotivating thing to hear. Like you just don't understand me. And sometimes it happens, you know, sometimes we don't understand, 
But I think more than anything, it's not about always being able to understand. Sometimes it's about trying to understand. You're not always going to understand everything at first step. Sometimes it might take you a bit more to understand. But the point is, are you making the efforts to understanding someone else? Because really and truly, everyone in this world just wants to be understood. One way or another, that's what everyone wants. You know, there's not anything else that people want other than to be understood. So next time someone is talking to you, ask yourself, am I really truly understanding what they're saying, what they're sharing, what they're speaking about? Am I understanding it from their perspective? Or am I only understanding it from my perspective? I hope this episode has helped you in some form, shape or way. I hope you've gained a bit of knowledge, a bit of insight into what skills make a great leader. And again, remember that being a great leader might mean being a great leader in your life. doesn't necessarily have to mean being a great leader across teams and companies. It could be both, right? It depends on what you find that applies to you the best. But I hope this episode has helped you. Thank you so much for listening always. Um, I've got to show respect and love because you are the ones who are turning up weekly to listen to, you know, the things that I have to share. And that means a lot to me. If you found this helpful, please, please, please share it with someone. Share it with your partner, your friends, your family. Send this episode to someone that you feel like would benefit from listening to it. Thank you so, so much. And if you found this episode helpful, please hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. It helps us more than what you know. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next. <laughs>